Welcome back to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. I'm glad to be back. He's back. Thanks again to my dad, Eric Lee, for filling in on a late notice last week. I was a little bit under the weather, to say the least. Had that nasty flu bug that's been going around. It's not a coincidence we had a record number of viewers that uh, week. Yeah, last week uh, was a record number of Facebook views. So thank you to everybody that viewed the feed last week on Facebook. And uh, please continue to watch every week. Uh, You can also find it on Twitter, on the ISC Sports Network app, your favorite podcast platform, um, iTunes or Apple Podcasts is called now, I guess. Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Google Play. Spotify. Spotify. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please subscribe and tell your friends. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. The five-star ratings really help us out big time. So with that said, how are you tonight, J-Man? It's beautiful. Beautiful. Record-setting high. Day. It actually is a nice day. Last week you said a beautiful Monday, and it was a pretty dreary Monday last Monday. I don't remember. But this Monday, it was nice today. And yesterday was awesome. So, if you know, if it can just keep this weather up until even, you know, I'd even settle for like early April. If it's like mid-50s all the way, I'd be uh, pretty, pretty happy. You never know what you're going to get with Indiana weather. Nope. Or Midwest weather, really. But the Tina J. Man Show is brought to you. Tonight, like it is every week, by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou that focuses on freshness and quality. Coming soon soon is The Damn Smoke. Did you see that picture I shared on our uh, Facebook page? Awesome. Ribs and macaroni and cheese. That's all you need to know. How can you go wrong? It's America. But uh, it'll be available on the weekends, and it will feature not only barbecue, like I said, the ribs, it also steaks. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. <laughs> Taking the f- fantastic views of Lake Manitou in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boat or by wheels, the dam landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Go check it out. If you haven't, you will not be disappointed. Got some birdie bogey for me. I do, Josh. I do. Uh, Super- you have it on top of your head or you have to bring it up? Nope. On I got it right. on top of my head. Super Bowl was last night. Yes, it was. Saw the Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers, unfortunately, at least from my perspective. But it was a good game. We'll talk uh, much more detail about that game here in a little bit. But going into last night's game, Andy Reid was the winningest active coach to have not won a Super Bowl. Active, huh? Now, who holds the seat for the winningest active winningest NFL coach? Active Head NFL coach, not a coordinator. Head coach. Head coach, not a coordinator, to have not won a Super Bowl yet. Who the heck has been around <laughs> for a while? And who's the Birdie Bogey sponsored by, J-Man? Noble Gnome LLC, fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. It's getting warmer out. It's about time for veggies. Get your veggies. Not yet, but soon, very soon. I got some uh, on this day for you. I'm interested to see the uh, Super Bowl ones here. There's quite a few of them. Really, since 2001 is kind of when they had that uh, extra week in between. But first, 1876. Just a few years ago. Long time ago. A couple sleeps ago. 
Albert Spaulding with $800 starts sporting goods company manufacturing first official baseball, tennis ball, basketball, golf ball, and football. That's funny you said his name. I about said, hey, like the uh, sports ball company. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, yes. That was also the name of the grandson on Caddyshack. Spaulding. Spaulding it was, wasn't it? You'll get nothing to like it. Remember that? <laughs> I want a cheeseburger. I want this. I want to play tennis. Sorry. Sorry. Great movie. Let's see here. 1976, the 26th NBA All-Star Game at the Spectrum in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The East beat the West, but who was MVP? 76. 76. Ooh, 76. 76. 76. <laughs> 76. Jerry West? Dave Bing. Yeah, I could have gone. Is Jerry West still day. playing? I don't know. I don't know. 1979 on this day, Minnesota Twins traded Rod Carew to California Angels for four players. Hall of Famer. Pretty, pretty good. Yep. 1980, the 30th NBA All-Star Game played at the Capitol Center, Landover, Maryland. The East beat the West. Can you name the MVP in 1980. this one? 1980. Man. Larry Bird? The Iceman, George Gervin. I think he was nicknamed Bird the Iceman. Bird wasn't even in it yet. Was he nicknamed the Iceman? Yes. That's what I thought. Let's see here. Not a whole lot from about 80 to, uh, oh, here's a good one. 91, the NFL Pro Bowl was held at Aloha Stadium in Honolulu. The AFC beat the NFC. Who was your MVP in 1991? John Elway. Jim Kelly. Hey, I got the AFC in the quarterback right. Yes. I'm getting closer. 1993, Cincinnati Reds owner Marge Schott suspended for one year due to racist comments. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just laughing because that's come up in our group chat quite a, a lot. bit because of our good friend Andrew Eiler who's called in on the show as a big Reds fan. So, in today's world, she would have been probably lifetime banned, which yes. she pre- she should have been back then, anyways. But um, anyway, 1998, the New York Yankees replaced their general manager. And hired Brian Cashman. He's been, been there since for 22 years. Can you name the guy who's general manager before Cashman? I cannot. Bob Watson. Mm. 2002. Tom Brady's did it first time. Started that 2002. Uh, yep. dynasty. This day, 2002, is reign of terror on the AFC. First of six. And, yeah. Can you name who the MVP was of that game? Yeah. Wasn't it Brady? It's Tom Brady. Yeah, I was just, I thought, <laughs> but I, I know he hasn't been MVP of all of them. So. Here's a good one. 2008 Super Bowl. Uh, I don't want to. 42 maybe. University of Phoenix Stadium, Glendale, Arizona. New York Giants beat the New England Patriots 17-14. Super Bowl 43. I'm looking at it right there. XL 111. This one had a Super Bowl 42. <laughs> <laughs> Who was MVP? Uh, it was, um, Santonio Holmes. Eli Manning. Oh, I thought you. 2008, Super Bowl 42. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the Super Bowl the next year between the Steelers and the Cardinals. No. I completely missed. So it was Super Bowl 42. Yeah. I demand a handwritten apology. 42 was in Indianapolis. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I literally just said University of Phoenix Stadium. I'm just, oh, wow. Super Bowl 47, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in New Orleans, Louisiana. Yes. Baltimore Ravens beat the San Francisco 49ers 34-31. Flacco, MVP. 2019, which was last year, was one of the worst Super Bowls in recent memory, Mm -hmm. 13-3. Can you name the MVP of that one? Tom Brady? Nope. I don't even remember who played well in that. Julian Edelman. I couldn't tell you that. 
There's only one touchdown scored, I believe. I, that game was terrible, like you said. It was awful. That'll do it for uh, – that is the extent of my sports <laughs> knowledge of today. So and You brought a lot to the table tonight. You brought the juice. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you to OnThisDay.com. Yes. That was on my phone right there. Yes, and I tried to tell it, and it wasn't factual, and I'm the one who wasn't paying attention. So Yeah, it's pretty uh pretty reliable source there. Uh, yeah. So. Speaking of Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54 was played last night. Like I said, saw the Chiefs win their first Super Bowl in 50 years by a score of 31-20. to 20. They were down 20-10 to 10 with about 10 minutes left in the game. Yeah. Well, Kyle Shanahan's been uh, involved in some uh, – I don't know if I'd really call what the 49ers did a choke job mm-hmm. last night. Maybe. Questionable play calling. What Was there questionable play calling, though? I don't even really remember thinking. Well, I do remember there was one point in the game late. They ran it with Mostert on first down, got five yards. And then he just went away from the run and tried to go pass-pass. Yeah. I don't know. It, and Jimmy G didn't play great uh, really all game. Threw a bad pick. I thought he played pretty well for three quarters, though. He's pretty efficient. And then he was started like just, what seventeen to twenty or something. I thought like Shanahan that. showed his cards before halftime when he had a full sleeve of timeouts. That first drive seconds, was great. Fifty nine seconds left. Didn't take any of them. I think he was scared if they didn't get a first down and took some timeouts that Kansas City would go down and score. Kansas City, rightfully so, most feared team in the league this year on offense. Yeah, but at the same time. They're a team where you can't play not to lose. Yeah. I it, it always brings me back to that Jaguar-Patriot game in New England a few years ago in the AFC Championship. Um, Jaguars got the ball back with two minutes left, three timeouts, took three knees, just went into half, happy with the lead. You have to go and try to win that thing. Have to go down and try to score instead of playing scared, essentially. And I thought that's what uh, the Niners did. Now, they're obviously a better team than Jacksonville was, although Jacksonville was pretty good that year. Um, but still, even against a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you have to go try to score as many points as possible. You can't just sit on your hands, and you know they almost did. Uh, um, what the heck's their tight end name? George Kittle mm-hmm. got called for a, a controversial push-off. I thought it was offensive. I thought it was the defense. right call, but it was it was close. Yeah, he, he kind of extended his arm. He didn't really push, but it was an, he didn't need to do it for no, one. No, he did not. Um, but I thought it was the right call. I know a lot of people, probably 50% of people on Twitter were complaining about it. The other 50% said it was a good call. Well, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, when when you talk about the Chiefs, it's kind of like cutting the snake's head off. You got to cut it off when you, you have got the chance to make sure it's off and that snake's dead. I feel like too many times in the playoffs this year, people would chop at the Chiefs with a machete mm-hmm. and wouldn't cut off the head. 24-0 lead diminished by the Houston Texans. Then the Titans had a 10-point lead. Then the um, Niners had a 10-point lead. Mm-hmm. Three different comebacks in one playoff run. That's pretty incredible. No, I said last week that they can't afford to get down <laughs> double digits, and they did, and it uh, didn't hurt them. It's just it, it's weird. You know, after that second pick of Mahomes with about 10 minutes left, the Niners team did that team photo. Yep. Came back to bite them. That's my least favorite thing in football. After after a that. turnover, they run down. I, just, I hate it. Can't stand it. And I honestly thought Patrick Mahomes played one of his worst games of his career up to that point, but then he ends up throwing two touchdowns. He runs for one. Um, Wasn't surprising he won MVP, but I think Williams deserved it more. It should have been Damian Williams, in my opinion. He scored two touchdowns, had the game clincher. I mean, he had the game clincher late with a long touchdown run, but he also caught the – Touchdown to put him ahead. 
Uh, Damien Williams is kind of interesting, comes back to Miami for the first time since he was a Dolphin. Uh, Adam Gase um, did not want him back because he hurt his shoulder uh, that first year Gase was there. Decided not to uh, re-sign him, and he only signed for a million and a half with the um, Chiefs. Now he has, I think, 12 postseason touchdowns since then. Yeah, he's so. pretty good. Adam Gase was is the gift that keeps on giving. It's fun, fun to root against. I hate him. I'll tell you that much. I hate him. Um, what was I going to say about Mahomes? I was going to say something. Hmm. I don't remember. But, uh, you know, this starts the decade, 2020. How many more, if any more, do the Chiefs get? Did we see the beginning of a potential dynasty last night? I think it's absolutely a potential dynasty. If they would have lost that one, though, it would have been interesting to see um, if he had a, ends up having a career like Dan Marino. Yeah, no offense. That's what I was hoping for. Uh, <laughs> goes his first or his second year starting, yeah, essentially. Full year. Um, and goes to the Super Bowl. They get beat by, got beat by the 49ers, which would have been yep. the same, and then doesn't get back. Um, to answer your question, I think they win at least two more. Um, in the next 10 years. I think that's fair. I, I think a lot of uh, fans, especially AFC West fans, are fearing a young Mahomes like a lot of them feared John Elway back then. Said, gosh, we got to play against this guy next 12 to 15 years. He's a little more advanced uh, athletically. but um, And a better thrower. Yeah, so John had about the best arm. Better winner. There was. Yeah, John, <laughs> it took the last two years of his career to finally win. But uh, it'll be interesting with Mahomes because the Chiefs are going to have to pay him here and in, in after next year, and that's going to hurt their chance to keep a lot of their other good players around. Look at the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. Look at the uh, the Ravens, what they did with Joe Flacco, gave him a huge contract, and they you lose a bunch of your other pieces. So it will be interesting. This, but he is the most talented young quarterback in the game, so you can build around him. But you, it, but it'll be interesting. You can also say look at Tom Brady. Yeah. Look at Peyton Manning. I mean, the Colts were consistently real freaking good, even though they had no defense. You pay your quarterback, takes care of itself. Yeah. Well, they also drafted well. They yeah. drafted, I mean, Peyton and Edron. And the Chiefs. They had Marvin. The Chiefs have shown they can draft well. Yeah. I mean, Tyree Kill was a later pick. Travis Kelsey was second or third round pick. He might have been a third round pick. That Hardman was a second round pick. You're right. You're right. So they've, I mean, they're. Front office has shown that they can draft really well. I mean, look at all the guys they've produced. I mean, they had uh, Dorsey in Cleveland. That one didn't work out. But Ballard in um, Indianapolis was a Kansas City guy, I believe. Would so. you say they're the favorites going into next year? I saw they have the best odds in Vegas. Um, it's tough to do it back-to-back years. I mean, who's the last team to have done that? Was it New England? Yeah. Back in – well, years. <laughs> I don't want to do the math again in my head. Yeah, they, they've they've done back to back. They beat the Panthers and the Eagles back to back. So that was like oh four oh five. I mean, it's been fifteen years, so it's tough to do. Um, I think right now they'd probably be the favorites. Um, and then the Patriots got the back to back when they uh, they beat the Falcons, then got back there and lost the Eagles. Yeah, and didn't they go to three straight? Yep, and then they yeah. beat the Rams last year. So they went two or three, I guess. So that's pretty good, but. Um, Watch out for a team like Baltimore because they're, they're going to play mad yeah. next year. Went 14-2 and two and uh, get beat by how, Tennessee. How about the Niners? 
Do you think they're the favorites in the NFC next year? Ah, uh, that's a good ESPN question. ESPN has the Chiefs number one in the power rankings and the Niners number two. Which, I mean, that's fair. Cause but, but the Niners went, went from what, then. like 4-12 and 12 or 3-13 and 13 last year to 13-3? and 3. I don't see them having that good a record next no. year. Maybe more like a 10-6, and 11-5. and 5. I agree. Um, but I think they'll be there. But This Niners team feels like a team that maybe even like Atlanta won't even get to the playoffs the next year, or even like a team. I, I wouldn't really compare them to Denver in Super Bowl Fifty because uh, they're younger, of mm-hmm. course. I mean that, that that was just it was a great run for Denver, but you lose your quarterback. Defense was getting a little older. A lot of guys left in free agency. I don't really know who they have as free agents right now um, that could potentially be gone. Um, Jimmy G's solid. Uh, he needed to go win that thing yesterday, and he just didn't do mm-hmm. it. Um, but he's a good enough guy to build around. Probably losing sleep over uh, overthrowing Sanders there on third down. Oh, absolutely. Late in the fourth um, quarter. If he, if he had a little younger guy, maybe uh, maybe, yeah. maybe Debo goes and catches that. But, um, yeah, I bet, I bet he thought about that quite a bit last night. Yeah, because that's the throw he needed to make. I mean, it was tough, but... How much time was left at that point? Was it two minutes? Maybe a minute and a half? Minute 49, Minute 49. Yeah, Um, that could be wrong, but... Would have have left way too much time for... Well, they could have ran a few plays and had Kansas City burn a few of their timeouts. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it was the uh, Mm game-changing sort of play. You mentioned the Ravens. ESPN has them number three. They have the Saints as number four. Is Drew Brees going to be back is the we'll question. We'll find out soon. I would say yes, one more run. And they sh- they're set up to be good enough to do it next year. Of course, we thought that this year, too, and get upset by the Vikings uh-huh. in round one. Yep. Packers, fifth. Yeah, pack, they have Packers, fifth. I think that's, yeah, year two in Matt LaFleur's offense. I think that's. That's fair. I've been on record saying this was the worst thirteen and three team I have ever seen. Um, they need to draft some playmakers for Aaron Rodgers. His receiving core outside of um, Devontae Adams is not good. They need some help there. If they get some help, I mean their defense was pretty good. They have a few free agents on their defense. Um, their running game was good. Uh, they could be good again, but I don't see them going thirteen and three. And they got the Seahawks number six. Seahawks will be good. I mean as. Russell Wilson always have them there. So. Yep. Number seven, Patriots. But I think that's a big uh, question mark about Tom Huge Brady. Huge question mark. Um, there was a report yesterday that um, Patriots will be willing to pay him $30 million next year. I think that's all PR fluff. Could be, it, it, it could be a bluff. Because just to me, why would the Patriots let that be known? I, I just, you know, it just seems weird, but we'll see. There's so many rumors this yep. time of year, especially now that the Super Bowl's over. The offseason starts am, here in about four weeks. I am less confident that he will be with another team than I was a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, I thought he was out of New England. Now I'm starting to think he's going to be back. But. It's one of those things where I'd believe it when I see it. Yep. Um, there's also a report out of Miami this Super Bowl that, uh, by Mark Mike Florio that said uh, there's been increasing buzz about Tom Brady to Miami. Uh, this offseason, which would be interesting from my uh, perspective. But the um, dots he kind of connected were, well, it's closer to Costa Rica, which is where they have a house. It's closer to her home country of Brazil. Uh, the Miami fashion scene's a lot better than in Boston or Indianapolis or San Diego. Um, so I, I don't know if he was just kind of connecting those dots or if he was actually hearing legitimate buzz. Um 
But uh, honestly, at this point, as I said, I think I'd take Fitzpatrick next year over Tom Brady. And there's a report about uh, Oakland yep. being a team. Las, a- Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, that's going to take me forever. <laughs> Las Vegas with uh, – I'm, st- yep. I'm still calling them the San Diego Chargers. I know, yeah. So. Which I could see the Chargers or the Raiders being destinations. There was also a rumor that that he uh, registered his son in a Nashville school. Um, I, I see them sticking with Tannehill. But I could Absolutely. And speaking of the Titans, ESPN has an eight. Number eight, power rankings. I can see them taking quite a bit of step back. I love Mike Vrabel, though. And yep. love Ryan Tannehill. He won a comeback player of the year. Good Derek Henry, A.J. Brown. Got some young, so it's young, a good team. Tools, though. Yeah, good defense. Yeah, Minnesota at number nine. Kirk Cousins last year of his deal. Um, I think they'll be in the market to draft a quarterback fairly early. New offense coordinator, well, officially his title now, Gary Kubiak. Is he, he officially offic- has the title He was now. kind of the guy that ran the offense anyway, even yep. though Stefanski got the Cleveland Browns job mm-hmm. because of it. Um, he's a great offensive coordinator. I mean, he's been around for a long time. Yep. I could see them being about nine and seven, ten and six, like they are every year. They got the Texans ten and the Bills eleven. Houston Texans. I think Bill O'Brien should have one of the hottest seats in the NFL this year. They have to get to the AFC Championship, in my opinion. Have to. You gotta do something. Have to. He's been there what six, seven six years or seven, now. Eight, yeah. um, third year or fourth year of Deshaun Watson. Is it fourth year already? Will be next year. It'll be the fourth year of Mahomes, technically, even though it's yeah, because he only played one game his first year. Fourth year of Trubisky, all those guys. DeAndre Hopkins is going to demand a ton of money, sure. as he should, as absolutely as he should does. So they need to. Twelfth uh, is the do Cowboys. Something. New coach Mike McCarthy. Sounds like they're going to franchise tag Dak Prescott. I could see them eight and eight, ten and six, something. 13th, the Rams. I was surprised to see them that that well in the rankings. That well? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I guess this is end-of-season rankings, isn't it? I could see them taking a massive step forward next year. They kind of had that hangover from losing the Super Bowl Big last year. Big year for Jared Goff, probably. Um, huge year for Jared Goff and probably Sean McVay, too. Yep. I mean, uh, they need to uh, make the playoffs. New defensive coordinator for him next year. Wade Phillips is no longer with them. So. Is he anywhere? Is he going to retire? No. He sounds he like he coach, wants to coach. But, yeah. They did not renew. Uh, Brandon Staley, who was the Broncos' outside linebacker coach, is their new defense coordinator. Hmm. So we'll see. Then in 14-15, you got two Pennsylvania teams and the Eagles and the Steelers. Steelers' big Ben will be back, we think. I haven't heard any rumors about him potentially mm-hmm. retiring, although it's been rumored past couple off seasons that he's still mulling it, so who knows. But after missing a year, I'm sure he has that fire back. In 16, you got the Falcons. They played well at the end of the year. Um this absolutely is a year. Matt Ryan and um, their coach, uh, whose name Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. um, they, they they have to get to the playoffs, or they Falcons need to move on from both of them. Seventeen and eighteen, you got the two local teams around here: the Colts and the Bears. Colts will be an interesting one this off season to follow. Maybe quarterback search. Are they going to take one early? They've they've been linked to. Guys like Jordan Love, mm-hmm. um, I haven't heard him link to Jake Fromm at all. Um, I don't think they're 100% sold on Jacoby Brissett. He played nope. real bad at the end of the year. So Eight draft picks, more than $90 million in salary cap space to work with. Not big, bad. Big offseason. Seems like Colts always have a ton in cap space because they never really do much because no, no offense to Indianapolis. I mean, I like Indy. But uh, it's not necessarily a des- destination spot. As for the Bears, uh, this is the year for Trubisky 
if he doesn't play better this year, they need to cut ties. Yeah, they still got a strong defense. They're going to have a strong mm-hmm. defense. So, 19, you got the Buccaneers. Is Jameis going to be back? I don't I hope so for entertainment value. <laughs> I don't see him starting anywhere else. He he wants thirty million. They did so finish maybe, the season strong this year, so maybe New England will pay him the thirty million instead of Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> One for each interception he throws. Number twenty, you got the Las Vegas Raiders. That's fair. Yeah. I think they'll be around that six and ten, eight and eight. If two billion dollars, sixty five thousand seat stadium. If they will, if they were to um, go four and twelve. Is that enough to fire Gruden? I think they still keep him, but I think they move on from Carr. Yeah. Um, Carr is... That might put them in a Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Man. Ugh. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be Ugh. fun for you. <laughs> at 21, uh, my Denver Broncos. Well, fine with that. They played well at the end of the yep. year as well. Yep. Um, second year of Drew... It's almost pretty much his first year yeah. still. He went 4-1. Uh, at the end, get five they got more than $60 million in cap space, and they have 12 draft picks. It's so, a way to do it. Yep. Absolutely. Number 22, the Cleveland Browns. Just think last year they were like fifth at start of the season in the power rankings. Yeah. Uh, Baker said some comments like, I don't even remember what he said, but he kind of embarrassed himself again um, with his comments mm. just a few needs days ago. He needs to shut up. He just needs to shut up. Absolutely. He's that team that team is just filled with cancers. OBJ, Jarvis Landry. I'm not going to call Baker. How about Miles Garrett? A cancer. What Miles Garrett did absolutely. That just kills your team. Yep. I mean, he was probably on pace to win defensive player of the year this yep. year. He had what 12 something sacks. Yep. So. Number 23, the Arizona Cardinals who are led by the offensive rookie or actually just the rookie of the year, um Kyler Murray. He was offensive. Offensive. Yeah, they do split that up, don't Mm, they? I um, I knew that was wrong after I said that. He probably shouldn't have. I mean, there was at least one other quarterback that played better in Gardner Minshew. Um, I mean, you had good receivers like A.J. Brown. This thing, though, Kyler did start the whole year, and Minshew had a few weeks he was on the bench. Numbers-wise, though, Minshew was better. Number 24, the Los Angeles Chargers. They will be with a new quarterback. Mm Phillip Rivers' days are done. As a charger? I did see they gave their head coach, Anthony Lynn, an extension, an extension yeah. which kind of surprised me a little bit because in the NFL you don't really need to give guys extension. I mean, you don't really want them to be a lame duck like Joe Madden was this year in baseball. Um, they were 2-9 uh, and nine in one-score games this year. Two years ago when they went 12-4, and four, they were 6-1 and one in one-score games. There's your difference. Were they the most disappointing team in football? Oh, by far. I agree. Yeah. I think I had them winning that division. A lot of people had them in the Super Bowl. Mm. So, number 25, the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I would rather the Patriots win 10 Super Bowls in a row than the Jets make one playoff appearance. Oh, man. Hate them. They have $60 million cap room to spend. So. Do not like Adam Gase at all. I didn't have no problem with Darnold. Don't like Le'Veon Bell. Your Dolphins are number 26. Yeah, they played well at the end of the year, much like Denver. And you've been on record saying they're going to make the playoffs. That was my extremely bold mm-hmm. prediction. But how much? I know they have like over a hundred million cap space, I believe. Uh, yes, they're expected a hundred million dollars in cap million, space and I think after roster cuts. Thirteen draft picks. Fourteen projected. 14. Three in the first round and six selections in the top seventy. It's not bad. That's no. <laughs> um, 
this will be the most exciting off season since I've been. It's going to be Tua fan. or Herbert. My my prediction. For and them. man, the way Herbert played at the Senior Bowl, he's rising up there. Yeah. Maybe I'm not going to talk myself I was into say, it you've because been I so don't. Against it. I really yeah. don't want Herbert, yeah. but uh, he's probably at this point with Tua's injury history, he's probably a safer pick at five. Um, still think the Dolphins would have to trade up for Tua to get. I I don't think a team ahead of them is going to take him, but that. Just leaves a team like the Chargers right behind them. At six. Right behind them. But the good thing is, with Herbert's reemergence, because um, he was kind of falling falling back there for a little while this season, um, that could potentially help them help their case of just staying at five. You now, if Chargers want to jump them, so be it for yep. Tua. I'm okay with it. But they need a franchise quarterback. Haven't had one ever. Number twenty-seven. You got the Carolina one. Panthers, who. Uh, Retirement by uh, Luke Keekley hurt them. They cut Greg Olson last week, so you're going to have Cam Newton, probably, and Christian McCaffrey, also led by new coach Matt Rule. It'll be interesting to see yeah. what Rule can do in the NFL. Yep. I don't really have an opinion on them. 28, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Can't believe Doug Marone survived uh, that dumpster fire of a season. It'll be interesting with their quarterback situation with Foles and Minshew next year. It's got to be Minshew. Feel bad for Foles. I mean, I don't feel bad for him because he's done this twice now where he's gotten a huge deal and they've just been terrible yep. wherever. Gets out of that next... Superman uh, Eagle jersey and yeah, goes back to Clark only, Kent. Only spot uh, he's been good. Was he there with uh, Chipper, Chip Kelly? Yes, when Is he that threw when he like had his good 30 touchdowns and a couple year. picks. Where did he start his college career at? He didn't start at Arizona. I didn't know that. He did not. No. Michigan State. I didn't know. I did not know that. Number 29, the New York Giants. They're going to stink. Then at 30, you got the Lions, 31 Redskins, and 32 less. That's another Bengals. Bengals are by far the most interesting team in the bottom three or four with uh, – I can't imagine they don't take anyone except I would be shocked. Joe Burrow. Um, I would be shocked. I could see the Redskins going 2-14. and 14. I could see the Lions. Redskins Lions got a new are, coach, Ron Rivera. This will be the last year for um, Patricia. Patricia. Yeah. Um, Could be last year for Stafford. Stafford. Maybe they try to deal him. I've actually, uh, somebody a few months ago, um, just a Dolphin guy I follow on Twitter kind of said, what would you think if the Dolphins were to take on Matt Stafford's salary for a year or two, have a guy like Tua sit behind him? I'd be okay with yep. it because yep. I think the team next year lot worse. with all that cap space could be good enough that Matt Stafford could lead him to a playoff, but... Yep. We'll see. Football's over, man. Not so fast. Are you going to watch the XFL? I'll probably watch a little bit of it. You want to go through and pick some games? No, <laughs> I don't. No, I don't. I really don't. I will pick Bob Stoops' team all day long because I trust I wanna, him more than the other seven coaches. I want to even see if I have the XFL on my uh, score but app. But the I NFL don't. is done till. well, really, it's never done with because the, the offseason is the real season. But uh, <laughs> look for my first mock draft to be coming out here in the next few weeks. Draft season is one of my it's favorite. Fun. The draft really is and one of my favorite. And free agency is fun. So. But the next NFL game, will actual meaningful game we'll talk about, will be September. It's going to be a little while. So, Who do the Chiefs play opening night that Thursday? If the Chiefs even play that Thursday, who knows? Well, the AFC West does play the AFC East. If Tom Brady's back. It'll be the Patriots. Absolutely. Patriots, at, uh, if, if they play at Arrowhead, though, because they're going to have a home opener. I don't know the last time uh, they played where they played at. So I would have to look into it. 
Well, they play every year now that they win the division. That's true. Both teams That's win the true. division every year, but that doesn't matter. Um, that was at Gillette this year. But where, wherever it was three years yes, ago or two I mean, years ago. Which I couldn't have told you without looking it up. No, I have no so. idea. Mm-hmm. Actually, wasn't it in Kansas City because it was one of the years. Oh, it was the one of the years New England started out, out yeah, one and two or something. Well, that debunks was, that. So Yeah. Throw the Dolphins in there against the week one. Dolphins play them in Miami this year. Oh, uh, never mind. Never mind. My dad and I tried to go to one Dolphins game a year down in Miami, and that is the one I want to go to. So, Dad, if you're watching, let's get tickets whenever they uh, – Probably like June-ish when they come on sale. July, June. Yeah, June. I think so. That'll be a yeah. hot yeah. expense. And if Tom Brady somehow ends up in Miami, that'll be a Sunday nighter. You can take it to the bank. Yep. So I'm not betting against you. You want to talk some hoops? College hoops, Big Ten hoops. I guess. Big Ten, uh, Big Ten's crazy. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> a little throwback to Lamar Jackson's Heisman speech uh. from a couple years ago. Um, man, it, just when I think, you know, there's a team that might separate itself a little bit, it all gets uh, jumbled up. Jumbled up again. Now we have, I think it's still a tie at the top. It's a tie between Michigan State and Illinois. Illinois had it for one day, though. Had it for one day. I felt good about it. Uh, Michigan State loses at Wisconsin, who's without, in my opinion, their best player in Kobe King. And then he's done for the year. Yes, he is. the program. Donzo. Which I still don't really have any idea um, why. He didn't give an explanation. It sounds like it goes back to Greg Gard something. I don't know. Wasn't it something he thinks I don't I don't want to say. He speculate. didn't he didn't like the way Guard was treating him and his teammates, he pretty much said. Kinda of, that's a vogue or a broad That kinda of seems like a cop out. It seems like he should have I no, I'm not I mean, judging. This is him. a kid who grew up in a Wisconsin fan. He wanted to play for Wisconsin his whole life. And he played two years, then you quit. I mean I mean especially February. Yeah. They're <laughs> they're literally right on the bubble. I've yeah. I've seen them like first four out. Have him in like a t- as a ten seed, uh, um, and he's their second leading scorer. DeCourcy has him as a seven today. He has him as a seven, yeah. which I guess beating a Michigan State helps, helps. immensely. Yep. Um, but they did it without Brad Davison too, who uh, spent one game. Yeah, uh, gave a shot below the belt to a player running through a yeah, screen. You don't uh, do that unless you mean harm to the guy. Can't believe he got one game, but Alan Griffin got two. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, both were. Should both been pretty two. bad. Should should have been two. two. Yeah, I agree. Um, so Kevin Warren is kind of the new he's, new commissioner. He's putting he's, the hammer uh, down. He's dropping the hammer, which uh, I'm glad he's kind of because Brad Davison is like a Grayson Allen type. Yes. He does stuff like that every single year. Uh, I got a real problem with him putting his foot under people when they're coming down for a rebound. He's gonna snap somebody's ankle one of these yep. games. That's that's dirty. That those little things just tick me off. There's no place in the game for that. It, you gain nothing by doing it. But that was the Big Ten upset of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, lot, saw a lot of teams struggle. You had to get on the road. Indiana went to Value City Arena over at Columbus and lost by nine. They their typical road performance. They went cold for a while. They started off, round to rim. They started off, I think, five of seven from three, which they're not a good shooting team at all. Um, but they just really struggled once again, putting the ball in the basket. Yep. It's what you got to do to win games. And that was yeah, without score, Ohio State's without DJ Carson, who's taken yes. a leave of absence to help for some mental health mental, stuff. Mental, which through. I mean, he needs to be applauded. That takes no, bravery that takes to come a lot out, of guts, especially today with social media. He's been dealing with uh, mental. Yep. Um, mental. What 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 was the word he used? It was just uh, 
Mental health? Yeah, I think. I mean, he's had mental health issues or whatever. He just said he's not years. 100% right. Um, um, yeah. He wants to take time to get right. And who knows when he'll return, if at all, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Indiana lost on the Men- road. Mental illness, that's the word he used. Yes, there you go. Um, who else played over the uh, – Rutgers had a surprising loss in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Uh, against Michigan. Michigan gave up a home game to play that game in Madison Square Garden, but got the Didn't win. Didn't hurt them, no. That was a really good game. Uh, Penn State smacked Nebraska around. Everyone's smacking Nebraska around. Uh, Maryland beat Iowa early in the week, last week. Iowa did lose that in Nebraska, too, so uh, yeah. Purdue's, not, <laughs> Purdue's not the only one. Yeah, and Iowa's, like pre- Iowa's pretty dang good. So. Um, was there a Friday night game this week? There was not. No. I do not because there was five games on Saturday. Yeah, Purdue one on uh, Sunday stole one at Northwestern, down fifty-eight yeah. fifty with two forty-three left. <laughs> Just stole it right under Chris Collins' nose. Uh, Northwestern didn't score the rest of the game. Uh, that Purdue was eleven zero run. Big R- Ryan Young fumbled a ball out of bounds. What he had pro- a pretty easy layup. You know, it's sad. That's Air Wheeler's best contribution all year is asking for the review. <laughs> Um, when, when when it first happened, I thought there's no way didn't, Wheeler yeah, didn't yeah. hit it out, but it was clearly off run. Matt know. Pater, after the game, said, we finally won a modern review. Cause he goes, Every time I feel like we lose those, I do hate those um, modern reviews. That's, that's one of those wins where it's just so good it wasn't a loss. Yes. Um, yes. A, a wins, it's whatever, but it prevented a loss. It prevented in the season. It, the absolute nail it, in the coffin. I, w- I wouldn't say it saved the season, but it no. prevented it from being absolutely We're going to have to see what they do now mm-hmm. going forward, especially on the road. they got four road games remaining. Um, they have one home game this week against number eighteen Iowa, or number 17 Iowa home Wednesday night, and they're at Indiana Saturday. That's Indiana's only game this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, back in December, you said the Illinois-Missouri game is your least favorite sporting Hate event. It. Purdue at Indiana basketball is my least favorite sporting <laughs> event, but it shouldn't be because Purdue's won four of the last five times down there. Well there. And I think they've won nine of the last ten or maybe ten of the last eleven against Indiana. Mm-hmm. They've kind of owned them, and maybe that's what makes me nervous. Indiana's due to They're due. smack them around. And, uh, and Indiana plays good at home. They've played well at home. They lost against Maryland and Arkansas. And, and Purdue's got two road wins, Ohio and Northwestern. I checked out Ohio the no, other day. Yeah. They're not no. good. Kind of, it's it's kind of like winning at Grand Canyon, like yep. Illinois did. Yep. You're thankful you get out of there yeah, without but a the loss. Way. Yeah, exactly. But uh, including the Indiana game, Purdue's also got road trips to Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Iowa remaining. That's not fun. No. I mean, got some – you know, Ohio State, Wisconsin, maybe those aren't as tough as originally thought on the road, but it's going be easy. Iowa's pretty tough. And that's their senior night. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's going to be real they tough. don't really have any seniors. Wednesday night's going to be tough. At Mackey Arena, yeah, but they're, they're, a, at home. they're a solid squad. Um, uh, your line I play once this week, uh, Maryland. Yeah, number nine, Maryland. Illinois fell one spot in the rankings after losing to Iowa yesterday. You know, I was pretty encouraged by the way they played um, last year at Iowa. I don't know if you remember that game at all. The Illinois Iowa is January twentieth last year. Iowa shot sixty eight percent from the floor, <laughs> fifteen of twenty one from three. Put up 95 points. I'm sure you were a bundle of joy that day. Illinois was 4-11 and 11 at that <laughs> point, so I didn't care. <laughs> but um, I was fully anticipating them shooting like that yesterday. And uh, credit Illinois' defense. They played well. They couldn't handle Garza, which he was a guy I was – He's the re- big player to you right now. Absolutely. Um, 
he, not Cassius. He it's was him. a guy I was super nervous about just because he can step out and hit the three ball. Kofi struggles with ball screens, and that was just C.J. Frederick would drive, just kind of dish it out, and Garza would knock it in. Garza started 0 for 2 or 3. He didn't score a point for the first 14 minutes and then went on an 11-2 run by himself. Um, I will credit Illinois because they played tough yesterday. They had a four-point lead. That was a good ball game. Four minutes left. Um and they really got no contribution from Kofi at all. He struggled here past couple weeks. He's been kind of inconsistent, which he's just kind of – he's a freshman. We still don't really recognize him as one just because he's played so well. Io hasn't played great the past two ball games. Um, Georgie was awful yesterday. He was horrendous. And he, played, he did have a sweet acrobatic shot one time. Yeah, it looked like Dr. J. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, but then they were up two with about four minutes left, and he was throwing the ball – they inbounded the ball to Georgie. He's throwing it back to either Frazier or Feliz. Threw it right to Wieskamp, and Wieskamp made a shot. It was a ball game, in my opinion. Um, they only scored three points or six points the rest of the game. But Andres Feliz, grown man, strong, tough, bulldog, had 17. Um, he's a guy, he by far on their roster, is a guy that can single-handedly stop a run. Did it against... Um, did, did it at Michigan, kept him in the game, scored 12 of 16 points in a stretch against Michigan when Michigan was trying to pull away. Yesterday, every run Iowa would make, Feliz would come back with a layup. Same against Minnesota, too. Uh, that's the thing I like about this team. Underwood's barely called any timeouts over the past eight games because every time a team would go on like an 8-6-0 run, something like that, um, Illinois would answer back and uh, Underwood after the game said... Um, he, did, he did call a timeout late in the game yesterday. <laughs> with four seconds left or something when they were down to seven. That's when I thought there's a little chippiness on both sides well, going on. Wies Camp had a big dunk with like nine seconds left to put him up ten. It was kind of so they were kind of mad about that, and I'm sure that's why Underwood mm-hmm. called it. Which I have no problem with Wies Camp dunking. I would, if I had an opportunity to dunk, I'd stick my whole arm in the <laughs> arm in the rim. You know, <laughs> three sixty <laughs> off the backboard. <laughs> uh, I, w- I would have showboated the heck out of it if I had one opportunity to. Um, one opportunity to die. They'd have to stop play, get a trampoline out. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd shatter the backboard. I'd, I'd hang on, just try to pull the whole thing down, uh, pull, pull a shack. Um, but then there's a little kerfuffle. Remember, remember yeah, that, that was <laughs> one of those tin words that last year. Um, yeah, yeah. After the game where an Illinois assistant stupidly was yelling, he was probably yelling at Wieskamp, uh, but McCaffrey pulled his team off the court. Uh, Jamal Walker was kind of getting into it with Fran. Yeah. Um, which that, that was dumb on Illinois' part. I know they were hot and that frustrated because they lost for the first time. That game's going to be a hot one late here in the next few weeks. It's going to be fun. I, I hope they wax them. Just kill them. Because I, <laughs> I do not like the McCaffreys. My mom's whole family, Iowa fans. And they're, they're actually not bad. Some are probably watching this. But I hope they are. Just, <laughs> just living in Iowa for those three years, I grew to hate University of Iowa. You had basketball, you had some not good, football. You had no some good tweets football. yesterday about the Iowa fan base. Yes, I'm, you also I'm, were told to, you got called a baby by I somebody. I did. Uh, somebody said, "Oh, you mad baby?" <laughs> do you do you see the gif I sent him back? No, it, it was the um, it was a Sandlot. <laughs> Blew him a kiss. Um, but uh, I have said for years how Iowa has the most 
underrated, terrible fan base in sports. I'm fully convinced one of their players could walk out onto the court, put a bullet in a guy, and they would just boo the heck, <laughs> the heck out of the foul call. Every, That's a little extreme. Every but... single call that went against Iowa, they're just booing mercilessly. I guess it doesn't make him a good fan base when they do that. I don't like that. I feel like every Big Ten home team does that to an extent. Sure. But... Iowa takes they did, it they to an did. extreme. I will say a few times this day, boo really loud. On really loud. For, for stuff that, I mean, DeMonte Williams, there, there was one time, DeMonte Williams was standing there for five seconds. Wieskamp barrels into him. Williams has been set for a couple seconds. They call a charge, and there's a guy that about ran out on the court and went after Mike Eads, yep. which uh, Fran McCaffrey doesn't like Mike Eads at all. Who which, likes Mike Eads? I don't like you, Mike Eads. You my definitely dad, don't like My dad it. told me stinks at the Crossroads Classic. <laughs> Give a thumbs so, up. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, felt pretty good about the way Illinois played. No problems. But, but the Big Ten uh, race is getting interesting. We're half, we're a little over the halfway point now, I believe. We've got some good matchups this week. Tomorrow night, we've got Rutgers at number nine Maryland. Rutgers needs it. Ma- Maryland's hot right now. They don't lose at home, um, and they haven't lost one home game. And I don't think they lose uh, Tuesday. Surprised they're not playing tonight since they play Friday. I like Maryland as well as tomorrow, 7 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Also at 7 o'clock, but on ESPN 2, you got the game, as it's called in football, Ohio State at Michigan. Michigan is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Both teams need it. Ohio State needs a road win in the worst way. Uh, Michigan just needs to keep winning. Had one at Nebraska on Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, and then, of course, one in Madison Square Garden against Rutgers. Without livers. Yeah, Livers hurt still again. hurt. He got hurt against uh, Illinois. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan wins at home. I agree, but I could literally see it's this. It's a toss-up. Po- this is a coin toss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good ranked matchup here Tuesday night. Number 22, Penn State at number 16, Michigan State. Michigan State is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Man, that's a little high. You know they're going to be angry. Yeah, and they're not a team you want to play coming off a loss. No. Um because they don't lose two in a row very often. Penn State poses some issues, though. I don't know who's going to guard. Maybe Aaron Henry guards Lamar Stevens. Stevens went over the 2,000-point mark, which is insane. It made me shake my head the other day when I um, heard that. That's crazy. Their guards are great. They're really good shooting ball. Mike Watkins blocking shots, rebounding. That John Hara throwing bows. Of course, he has them a six or seven seed right now. They're a good squad, uh, but I do not see Michigan State losing at the Breslin Center. I don't either. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, Big Ten Network, number 17, Iowa at Purdue. Purdue needs another big win. Yeah, Purdue needs it. Um, Iowa needs it to keep pace. Mm-hmm. I think they're 7-4 and four in the Big Ten a game out right now. Um, Iowa's 3-3 three and three on the road. Purdue's 9-2 and two at home. Mackey's so tough to win in. Illinois found a way easily. They played Texas somehow found a way. Maybe the best second half I've ever seen an Illinois mm-hmm. team play against Purdue. Um, man, I got to take Iowa. Sorry, no, I'm really, I'm with you. I, Luke, I, I, I who Harms is going to have to stay on the court to guard. They're going to have to give guards in foul trouble early. Have to because he's an emotional player. So if the fans can get on him, maybe a little bit. He disrupt him. Uh, a I mean, bit. I like emotion, but Garza every time he scores, he's yeah. doing something. It kind of gets old. Um, he's. Yeah, I just. I hope Purdue comes with the same toughness at home as they did against Wisconsin. Yeah, they played real they well against real Wisconsin. It'll be. I don't know. I don't know how Travion's going to be able to guard guards at all. It's, it's kind of like how guard anybody, man. <laughs> it's kind of like Kofi. drives me nuts. He travels a couple times a game, uh, but he's their best offensive player. Even though statistically, I read a stat today that Matt Harms is by far their best player. 
as far know. as points when he's in and stuff. Really? So it's really weird. I think he's been terrible this he's, year. I thought he's. I, I still think he's hurt. But he, um, yeah, it could be. But that still, I thought he's regressed. Um, maybe that shot gets Sasha who, going the other from the other night. Yeah, who who guards uh, Wieskamp? Because he he plays the four for him. It's it and I mean yesterday God, it's probably Boudreaux. Boudreaux yeah. starting yesterday. Wheeler um, maybe. I'm have to put Eastern on him. El- Illinois put Demonte Williams on him and had uh, Georgie Bashanishvili on Connor McCaffrey. You can't shoot, but he hit three threes yesterday. I'll say it kind of backfired. Yeah, they in that got sense. so many weapons, but but Wieskamp didn't really do a whole lot. Um, and you're not scared of McCaffrey shooting the ball. C.J. Frederick is going to be a pain in the butt. Redshirt freshman from Kentucky, great shooter. He's just a really good ball player. Yeah, I'm with you though. I I hope Purdue wins. I hope they find a way to pull some of that Mackey magic. But I just it's gonna I think I was really really good. Wisconsin at Minnesota Wednesday night. Give me Minnesota. Brad Davis Minnesota's is back. Gotta, they got to have Have to. Um, Wisconsin needs a road win, too. Uh, but I think Minnesota really has three players that do anything. Yeah. And really, if Kalisher is not doing anything, they struggle. Yeah. Marcus Carr is great, although he didn't do much against Illinois on Thursday. Dan- Daniel Oturu um, might be the highest draft pick in well, the league. You could have a first team all big 10 of five bigs. You really They're could. not going to, but you yeah, could. Absolutely could. Uh, give me Minnesota at home. I like that as well. Friday night, number nine, Maryland at number 20, Illinois. That's an 8 o'clock Fox Sports 1 game. I'm not concerned about this Illinois team. However, I am a little wor- <laughs> a little worried that just because they finally lost one, they kind of let their guard down um, and lose at home to Maryland. It's a game they really need to have. Maybe not need, need is a strong word, um, but they have – I would feel really good if they won this one. Puts less pressure on them to beat Michigan State on Tuesday. Um, so I'm taking Illinois in a close one, low scoring. I'll take Maryland in a close one just to switch it up, but I can see it either way. I think it's coin toss. I agree. Um, and, and Maryland's game tomorrow night um, might tell us a lot about them too. Yeah. So that's going to be a physical test against mm-hmm. Rutgers. So. If Maryland loses tomorrow, I think they win on Friday. Saturday we've got four games. Uh, Michigan State, number 16th ranked, like I said earlier, at Michigan. It's a nooner. Michigan State got the best of them the first time. That's just a Fox noon game. I think Michigan State goes on the uh, road and gets a W. Um, I agree. Not sold on this Michigan team. I was. I've said that that I was after they beat Gonzaga. Um, I just I don't. I think Jawan Howard will be able to recruit, but I don't, he hasn't really proven anything coaching wise. Two o'clock on Saturday, you got Purdue twelve and ten, uh, two and six on the road at fifteen and seven Indiana, who's twelve and two at home. Indiana's on a three-game losing streak coming into this game. This will be the J-Man's Bucket Prediction of the Week. Got to take the Hoosiers. Yeah. Three-game losing streak, coming home, face their arch rival. Um, Who has had success against them recently. Real good success there. I just, just, just because of that, they're really due to just win one at home, and I think they get it done. Oh, I think it's a big week for Purdue's got to find a way to split uh-huh. the game somehow. I mean, if they lose both of them, they're they're at five hundred. It's it's yeah. looking bleak. I mean, it's a tough week. But I've always said, or my dad's always said, and I agreed with him, in in the Big Ten conference for football and for men's basketball, if you want to do well in the conference, you you got to take care of the high schools, mm-hmm. Illinois, Iowa, Indiana. Unfortunately, Purdue hasn't beat either of them in football or basketball to date <laughs> for the year. In Illinois, they're done with. They got swept. Maybe 3-0. Big Ten tournament will get them. 
I, I don't want to play again. The uh, J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, farm. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email address is travis.watchering at infb.com. Talked to him earlier today a little bit, and uh, he said he enjoys watching the show live when he can, but unfortunately he said this week he'll be listening as he's got volleyball league tonight. So I like volleyball. Told him good luck and... Hopefully he's spiking some balls. <laughs> he might be more of a setter. I don't know. But Yeah. Uh, I Unfortunately, I agree. I got the Boilers going on two this week. It pains me. I hate picking against them, especially against Indiana, especially down in Bloomington. But uh, I hate picking against Purdue when they're playing at Backy Arena. Yeah. I hate it because yeah. it usually doesn't go well for me. It went well for you last time. So I didn't uh, pick against them, though. No. At Mackey. No, you didn't. I guess no, he didn't. Shut up. But uh, yeah, I got Indiana. I just like you said, uh, they've got the week off, the rest. It's a game almost they need. I feel like if Purdue gets this one from Indiana, Indiana, all of a sudden they're sliding back towards the bubble. I think they're on the bubble right now. Anyway, they're about nine, eight, eight or nine seed about every bracketology. So they need a big road win. They in do. The worst way they do. They have one on the year, and that was. That I Nebraska. will go on record and say this is a must win for them. Yeah, Indiana. Yeah, Minnesota at number 22, Penn State at 4 o'clock on Saturday. I could see Minnesota getting that one, um, but eh, give me Penn State. I like Penn State in this one. Then you got Nebraska at Iowa, 6 o'clock on Saturday. I think Iowa gets revenge. I think Iowa scores 100. <laughs> 100 to 68. Yeah. But both teams have scored pretty well. Iowa's the leading scoring team in the Big Ten. And Sunday, we got two matchups. You got a must win for, I think, both these teams. Ohio State at Wisconsin. Man, I think Ohio State gets another loss. I put them on the wrong side. Absolutely. They're not going to make the tournament. I, they I were don't, ranked number two in the country at one I time. don't think they make the tournament. What a collapse. Look at back to back years. Holtman's kind of done that. He did with uh, Bates Diop, too, that year. That They kind of came out of nowhere. They got the two seed in the Big Ten tournament. Oh, they and did. Then fell okay. on Friday night to Penn State, uh-huh. Tony Carr, and then they were outs early in the big in the NCAs though. Yeah. So next next year will be a big year yep. for old Christopher. I like Wisconsin at home in that game. And then Northwestern at Rutgers Sunday night. Rutgers. I agree. And then uh, Notre Dame and Butler, since we hit on them every week. But, but, I picked Butler to go 1-1 one and one last week, but I uh, was not anticipating the order of that happening. Oh. Winning at, I think, Georgetown. Yep. Then losing at home to Providence. Um, Fighting Irish has Pittsburgh at home Wednesday night. That's three straight home games for them. They went 2-0 and oh last week against Georgia Tech and Wake Forest. I think they went 2-0. I think they went. I Maybe assume they, they went 2-0. Oh. Um, give me Notre Dame. Yep, I agree. And then they go to Clemson on Sunday night. I don't know much about Clemson. Brad Brownell, um, who is a, a DePaul grad. Clemson's 11-10. I believe. 9-4 um, at home. Notre Dame's 2-4 on the road. What's Clemson's record? 11-10. What's Notre Dame's overall record? 13-8, uh, 2-4 and eight, two and four on the road. Give me Clemson. Close one. I'll take the Irish in a close one. Just be different. They're right on the bubble. And then Butler... Um, Tough week for them. They're hosting Villanova Wednesday night, number 10 Villanova, number 19 Butler. It's kind of like the magic of Mackey, except that Hinkle, although they've lost they've a couple. They've lost a couple this couple, year. But, in a, of course, they did lose to Seton Hall, who was ranked in the top 15. Um, but Villanova just got killed at home by Creighton. Yeah, the Big Fif- East is crazy. 15, that's crazy. I mean, the Big East <laughs> tournament is going to be nuts this year at the Garden. Uh, I think Butler gets it done at home. Taking the Wildcats. 
Taking Villanova. You would. <laughs> then they go at Marquette Sunday at noon. Where's Marquette sitting at here? I think Butler, Butler beat them in overtime just a week or yeah, two. Yeah, it was really it was a Friday night. Marquette's sixteen and six. Butler's um, seventeen and five. I, I was gonna say I think Marquette's in the top twenty five. Marquette's eleven uh, and one at home. Butler, Butler's four and three on the road. Um, Purdue had Marquette good. down by eighteen, choked that thing 18? away. Eighteen was it really? In the first half. Wow. And then lost by ten. Um, Embarrassing. Butler has a pretty good road record, but uh, give me the Golden Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles. I'm taking Marcus Howard and the Eagles. Bad week for Butler, I think, this week. I agree. I'm the one harder on Butler right now than you. This is weird. <laughs> Any uh, Super Bowl commercials that stood out? I liked a couple of them. I liked the Cool Ranch Doritos one with Lil Nas X and uh, Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. Little Bo Bennett. I thought the Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer with uh, Post Malone was good. That was a funny one. Uh, got any pretzels? <laughs> I I uh, love the Jason Momoa one. Why do I not remember that? The, the Rocket Mortgage, real real buff oh, guy yeah. that took yeah. off. Yeah, yeah that yep, was a pretty that funny was good. one. That um, was good. I, I love the Alexa one with Ellen DeGeneres and did yeah. all sorts of stuff. Not, not too many great ones, but a couple. No. It's about what it is every year anymore. They used to be so much. I don't know if they were so much better back in the day or if I'm just looking through nostalgic glasses, <laughs> but... Um, it was a good game, at least. You ready for the birdie bogey? Let's hear it. Andy Reid won the Super Bowl yesterday, Kansas City Chief head coach. <coughs> going into the game, winning. he was uh, he was the seventh winningest coach of all time, and uh, he had the most wins for an active coach without a Super Bowl victory. Now he's got that. I want to know now who leads among the active NFL head coaches without a Super Bowl that victory. Are our current head coaches current, right now. One of 32. One of 32. Because there are some on this list that are now coordinators. In the league. Who has not won one? Sean Payton won one. Jason Garrett's not a head coach. Correct, because Garrett was one I was thinking about, uh, and he's 54th all-time wins. Adam Gase hasn't been around that long. He had one enough either. <laughs> no. Um, Sean Payton's 27th all-time with a 131-77 record. Ron Rivera. Got it. I was gonna say it has to. It had to be Rivera. Can you guess his record? He's over five hundred, isn't he? He's seventy six and sixty three. That's sixty fourth all time. Sixty fourth most wins ever, or sixty fourth in win percentage? No, uh, wins ever. Hmm. Top sixty five. The next closest besides him, Mike Zimmer. He's only been there. Five years. And Arians is one game behind him. Didn't even think about Arians. Bill O'Brien's cleared down 98th. We got guys like Will F- Wade Phillips, 58. Jack Del Rio, 47. Gruden, 41, but he won one with Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh's 35. McCarthy, McCarthy's 30th. Sean Payton, 27. Marvin Lewis, who's not in, he's at Arizona State. He's 26. <laughs> Marvin Lewis. John Fox, 24th, but he's Fox, a commentator. Yeah, Fox popped through my head. But Tomlin, Pete Carroll. Tomlin won one. Reed and Belichick's third, of course. Time. Belichick's won a few. You get a birdie, J Man. Good job, J Man. I, th- I think I'm in the. I think I'm. You're in the positive. I think I'm in. No, I think I uh, have more birdies than I do. Uh, okay, so, you're, so yeah, you're you're on the good side. You're under par. I was gonna say I'm in the negative, not you're under par. So thanks for watching on the ISC Sports Network. Thanks for listening wherever you're listening on your podcast platform. Please give us a rating and review on uh, iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. And subscribe to the ISC Sports Network app. Download it and subscribe for a low fee of $4.99 a month. You can watch all of our episodes, not just 
the latest weekly ones. So you can't get enough. Of us. You can't get enough of us. Good one, J Man. So we'll see you next Monday right here on the ISC Sports Network. Have a good week, everybody.